Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. Today we have, let's see if you can guess who this is. Uh, she is GTM Strategy and Lead Evangelist. She specializes in influencer marketing, a builder, a content creator, coach, advisor, author, investor, mother. Uh, she's the lead evangelist at Reggie. Amelia Taylor, welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, thank you, thank you. I am so excited to be here. Totally honored that y'all asked me to join you. Pumped to dive in. Fantastic. It's great to have you. And um, we talk a lot about sales and marketing alignment on this podcast. And you did a recent poll uh, where 73% said both are responsible, both sales and marketing are responsible f- for, you know, uh, sales and marketing alignment. So talk us through that and, and sort of why you wanted to put that poll out there on LinkedIn. Oh my gosh, that poll blew my mind. I was so <laughs> baffled by the response because so many people were saying, okay, this really, this needs to be under marketing. This is marketing, marketing, marketing. And I'm like, wow, okay, so what about salespeople? Like, do they, are they not creating, you know, their own content? What is it that is going on? But I was trying over here at Reggie to kind of bridge this gap of thinking, okay, where we're, we're both creating content, both sales and marketing. And out of total sheer curiosity, I want to know what other people are doing. Because I think if you don't jump in and figure out what industry trends are or where, where the market's going, what other teams are doing, all of that, all those things above, it's like, okay, you're going to fall behind. Um, you know, more people said marketing, but there's the both that so many said, you know, 73% both sales and marketing. How do you align that though? You can say both all you want, but where do you go from there? And is it, where, you know, sales, if they're the ones that are actually taking on the responsibility, is it aligning with the same messaging that marketing is putting out too to drive those MQLs? So the FQLs and MQLs, are those in alignment? I mean, and who takes on what, right? I mean, it's it's a confusing thing for a lot of people, but it also is such a hot topic because no one's really talking about it. Everybody just talks about it without a solution. So where's the solution? Where's the, where's the person stepping up saying, let's actually do the alignment and figure out who bridges this gap and who has the, who has the content um, and the messaging for potential buyers? Yeah, no, absolutely. And one thing I've done uh, since I changed roles, uh, so I've been two years into a new role, I've got involved you know, a lot more with the marketing. So uh, that's creating content, looking into what copy is going to work, what's not going to work. And, you know, I've also asked the marketing team to join me on some calls to be able to, to listen to, you know, what are prospects saying? Um, why are they saying no? What objections are coming mm-hmm. up? So rather than just jump on a call, a weekly call with marketing and say, OK, this is what I'm hearing. They need to hear it from the horse's mouth, too. Absolutely. And, you know, if they're if there's on a team, which I'm a, I'm a big believer and creating, you know, a, a small strategic team between the two, sales and marketing. And that's pretty much what I'm kind of doing in this evangelist role. And I think pretty much that is what it is, you know, bridging that gap, being this walking, talking bridge between the two, being where the buyers or potential buyers are at, or being able to talk to the customers that you currently have 
hearing what's going on, you know, what it is that's resonating because they're still getting these email updates, you know, unless they opted out or whatnot, but they're still seeing certain things that your company is sending and even hearing that and then having these feedback loops, right? Like those are so important in order for there to be alignment that there's people who are going to say, Hey, salespeople, Hey, marketing people, and maybe even having a small team on each one who can relay that to the broader sales marketing teams. If it is a larger company, um, I think if you consolidate, find the right people who are going to be in this mindset of growth and growing strategically with the right messaging, keeping up with trends and being in the trenches too. And by being in the trenches, I mean where your buyers live, whether that be different communities, LinkedIn, I mean, who knows, Reddit, who knows anywhere that your buyers are at, Facebook groups, all the above. It's, you've got to hear it from those customers and from just what people are saying, hey, should I do this or this? then you're able to step up and not have this whole, Hey, I'm a salesperson. I now your guards up, right? If I'm coming at you as a salesperson, mm-hmm. but if I'm showing up and I'm saying, Hey, I'm, I would love to just help, you know, let's, let's talk shop. Let's talk through it. And the best salespeople are those that will say, Hey, I don't know if this is going to be a fit for you or not. And that's where the trust is built. And that's where, you're going to have this full circle come back around of someone saying, Oh wow, you're a good person. You're a good human because you're not just trying to take my money one and two, let me pass you along to someone else who actually can use what you have got the solution that you're providing. Let's get that going because I would rather help you than just like, forget about you. It's just a circle of goodness, right? All together. And when you just show up to help. Completely. Do, Do you think, um, is that still a rarity? You know, where people say, you know, I don't think this is quite right for you. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people do that. I mean, I, I really think that a lot of people right now, especially right, because there's so much going on and with these organizations where companies are, you know, there's layoffs, there's people who are um, scared to death if they're going to have their job tomorrow or not. And so people are doing whatever they can to ensure that they're hitting their goals because leaders might not know exactly what to do because they called growth at one point, throwing a bunch of bodies in and being like, yay, look, we're doing something awesome or paying somebody, you know, on the outside who they say it's, you know, RevOps consultant or someone to bridge the sales marketing gap, try to figure it out. But maybe it's not the right person to do so, or it's not a team that can actually deliver on those deliverables that they need to fulfill in order to have that alignment. I don't think a lot of people know what they don't, that people don't know what they don't know. So when you don't know that it's best at times to say, okay, I would rather miss my number by one instead of over promise under deliver to this person, because no matter where I go in my career, this person is going to be someone that I can have follow me. And I can reach back out to them. And maybe the next solution that you have is going to be better suited for them. So it's a whole trusting thing. You know, people buy from people and they can sure jump on your website, go the whole PLG route if they want. Absolutely. But really the conversations are happening within communities and dark social and 
you know, where the buyers are at saying, all right, hey, what do you guys think about this product? Should I get this or this? Because they're talking to their peers. So be one of the peers internally too. And if it's not for them, that's fine. They might have somebody else who's, you know, might step up and be like, hey, this is perfect for me. Let's chat. And I've seen that happen more times than not. Yeah. I think also as people, you, you said, you know, uh, when they're thinking about their career, and I think that's a really good point. You know, if you want that longevity, and particularly with a lot of social selling happening now, you know, you're building your own brand. And so, whereas, you know, maybe just getting that one more sale, however it happened, it didn't really matter. Now it, it does, you know, and, and that's part mm-hmm. of building your, your, your persona and brand as a salesperson. Absolutely. You know, but for everyone listening to, you know, it falls under the umbrella of whatever organization you're with, but you're under the umbrella. You can, when you leave, that umbrella goes down. So it's you and only you. So whenever you join another company, pop up that umbrella, you're falling under that umbrella. So you don't have to speak about the product all the time in order to sell. There's people who are going to buy because they trust you and what you have said and done previously in the past too, you've delivered on and you've shown up and you've been a genuinely good human by saying, this is the right fit. This is not, Hey, what if we do this? You ask the right questions. Questions are the best way to build this trust of, let me just really be curious because curiosity is what's going to make people realize, Oh, I, you actually care. You care about what I, what I need because you're driving all these questions to me for me to answer and really think about, Oh, what do I need? And, and so Amelia, what, what else, if, you know, if it was up to you, would you stop in, in sales or marketing if you could? Oh my gosh. You know, I am, I'm learning. That's tricky. I'm learning Hmm. right now how tricky marketing, really, really good marketing can be, Um, but it can be done. But there's a lot of shitty marketing out there, and I'm just going to say it. Um, There's marketing that is not great at all, and it doesn't align whatsoever with what sales is saying to their buyers either, their potential buyers. So for me, being mostly on the sales side for my career and just now really kind of dipping into the marketing side and learning what that entails and it doesn't necessarily entail an all-encompassing thing of okay you've got to own the and which it could be different for each company right but for me personally with this evangelist role it's more on the marketing side where i'm i'm saying okay the influencer marketing portion of things i'm going to dive into i want to really hone in on like advisor marketing i don't think people are leveraging their advisors nearly enough because those are influencers people buy from again people that they are looking up to um, and then there's the, the people who are, um, you know, on the marketing side who are like, oh my gosh, these salespeople don't listen. They just go, go, go. <laughs> They're nonstop. And they are like, Hey, we just gave you all these leads and worked really hard to get them. And y'all are just throwing them in the fire thinking like, all right, well, let's just kind of see what sticks. And it drives me nuts. Um, totally because I'm seeing the hard work that marketing's doing and I'm like, oh my gosh, salespeople slow down. But I'm one of those that's go, go, go too. So I'm preaching to myself being like, slow down on the marketing side, trying to figure out what's best. But I would say as of right now, I want to really learn marketing. Like I want to be really, really, really good at it because I don't think without 
experience and you can really talk about anything, you know, you can, you can BS with the best of them. Right. But without doing it and actually living it, breathing it, failing through it, winning through it, all the above, how are you supposed to go and deliver to other people saying, this is the way, this is how things should go. Or here's a new idea. Here's a new way we could do this. All of that new idea, you know, the seven worst things you can say or words you can say in any business is we have always done it this way. And I think that that is where a lot of companies didn't step up to the plate and they're having to lay off a lot of people too, because they didn't keep up with where the industry is going. Marketing sales, they were not in alignment. They delivered different messaging sales. They were oversaturated with too many people who didn't know how to even use the tech stack. And I think RevOps is a big portion of that too. You know, having an ops person within can bridge that gap completely because they're understanding the lay of the land and the whole landscape and then the foundation of which to build both on. Yeah, you've said it really well. Um, Some of your points there, it's like, and especially sales and marketing, you you said they can't deliver different messaging. Um, And I think that's, you know, they've worked so sort of, you're almost competing with each other, haven't they, traditionally? Um, and now we're seeing, as you say, this change with the evangelism, um, with sort of the 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 genuine curiosity and salespeople. So I'm a salesperson. You know, it's this these last two years have taken me on a huge marketing journey by creating content on LinkedIn, uh, working on my personal brand. Um, you know, hearing sort of you know marketing myself and being able to help salespeople as well. So um, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, it's a tricky topic though, right? People don't yeah. really want to talk about it. They really don't. The sales marketing alignment, like, okay, what lives in the middle? What lives in that, like, mm. that gray area? And who should live in that gray area? And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of is people are realizing, oh, shoot, we got to fill in this gray area because it's black, white on marketing. You know, it's here's this, here's this, this is what we think, this is what we think, this is what we do, this is what we do. But where are the committees that are within that are talking to each other, you know, the liaisons, if you will, that are really having these either, you know, weekly, biweekly, just meetup sessions of saying, here's what we're doing. Here's what's working. Here's what's not working. Here's what the messaging needs to be on the sales side based off of the email this person just received from the marketing side. And I think you can speak your buyer's language so much better when you've got people who are out there saying, here's what people are saying. One, then two, you have an, you know, people behind the curtain within the organization who are the ones that are actually building and creating what it is and the ones on the sales side doing outreach with their words. And then, you know, the written words with the marketing side, delivering that through content. So there has to be committees and that's a, that's a bold statement, I guess, to say, but without them, what are, how are you supposed to bridge it? And now, so we're moving on to you know, how we think sales and marketing would be better aligned, uh, what should stop in sales and marketing. Where do you see, uh, or what else do you see, Amelia, for the future of marketing and sales? I see a lot of what I'm trying to dabble in right now of this evangelist role. You know, I, I see a lot of this way of the future being people are going to start selling in their own way. They're not going to be following these scripts. They're not going to be doing things that worked maybe three years ago, maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, because they're realizing there's a better way to do things. So 
One interesting thing that I've been thinking a lot about is, okay, the company wants enterprise level buyers. They want to get these big deals, these, you know, large organizations. I do not believe that PLG is going to be the way that that's going to happen. I truly don't because I think a lot of that is the freemium or the free users or the AEs that just are trying to get a leg up. And if it's free, they're going to dive in. If it's, you know, 10 bucks a month, sure, they'll buy it. But that's going to be the long game of great. Okay, I've got users. Now I need to get to a champion who's going to help me. Then I need to get to the actual decision maker at some point. And then these, you know, maybe seven stakeholders that are going to all have to get together and align. But then you jump on a call, right? Then there's the, you've got the head of marketing, you've got the head of sales, you've got the head of, you know, head of business development, all these different people who have different goals. And they've got the investors looking down saying, hey, this is what we want you to achieve, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And so different initiatives have to take place. So you're, what you're doing with your product, it's, you know, or service, you have to accommodate to each individual. So I think that seeing as though things have always been, quote unquote, again, the whole thing's always been done this way, or we have always done it this way, has to stop. That whole mindset has got to stop. And I think that's top of the funnel, too, of a lot of pride and ego that gets in the way of shifting things and new perspectives being brought to the table and new initiatives being born and then tried and then failed and then, you know, worked or not worked, all of that and then documented. Document every little thing. Even if you're on a Google sheet, whatever it is, if you're doing social outreach, which I think that is really where I see sales and marketing both having their hand in both the same cookie jar there is yeah. through social. Yeah. That being the biggest thing, there has to be, you know, a documentation and attribution to what goes, what came from what. Because if you're in a Google sheet, great, do that. Just do something so you know that you're keeping track of what you're accomplishing. And the attribution portion, I think, is such a big piece of that. Uh, figuring that out, where leads are coming from, not just these MQLs. Like, could it be on a WhatsApp group, like, through, you know, with a bunch of different leaders? Maybe. Is it through Instagram? Maybe. Is it through TikTok? Like, we're seeing, like, crazy. Like, you understand that more than anyone, Charlotte. Like, okay, who is it that is buying from where? And let's go there and be where our buyers are at, but let's have a small team who's actually doing so feedback loops. They can relay that to smaller teams within on both sales marketing side. If there's not a process, like everyone preaches, you know, process, process, process. So many companies don't have a process and without a process, you're not going anywhere. So create your own. It would be my challenge for anyone who is listening. If you're dabbling in either sales or marketing or trying to figure out why the hell is there this big gap here and how do I bridge this? Um, or you're trying to jump into this social game of where I think a lot of sales are going to be happening um, and are happening right now, keep yourself totally accountable. I mean, write everything down, have something that's going to be attributable back to you. I love that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, attribution is so key and it's keeping track, isn't it, of that entire journey. You know, did the lead come from a WhatsApp group? You were saying, did it come from dark social? You know, it, it, it's keeping track of that, isn't it? That accountability is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a marketing professional or a sales professional, you need to also own your performance and know sort of where you can make improvements. You know, I would say from... Uh many years in marketing it's uh, the holy grail but also probably one of the hardest things to to get you know accurately right because you do you do last touch what's the last point they got in touch from through social mm-hmm. did they see something on your brand did they hear it through someone else and it's probably a mixture of all of it really you know and it probably takes many touch points so it's it's such a hard thing to measure really it really is and you know i've i've all kind of Shout out Justin Levy here at Dynamics. He has done a really great job of trying to figure this out a big time. So I've chatted with him a good bit because I'm like, okay, how do I do this? He's like, just start somewhere. (laughs) Just start somewhere and document everything because it is. It's like, okay, how did people – because not everyone is going to put through a lead form or wherever it is, you know, if they jump on your website, not everyone will say – oh, I saw Amelia's post, right? They're not going to – and a lot of people don't have that field – right there that might, which I think is absolutely crucial for social attribution is having a field within any kind of booking page, landing page, all of that saying, where in the world did you find this person? And if you are someone who is solely doing this social outreach evangelism, you know, or if you're trying to figure out what am I even, what am I doing? I'm on sales, but I really see where marketing is doing um, a different kind of messaging. So I'm going to try this, you know, keep dibs on that, but, um, and tabs on all of it. I mean, your source of truth has to be true <laughs> and it's so easier, easy to say, but as we all know, salespeople are the absolute worst admins, um, on the planet. They do not want to do the admin stuff. So mm. nobody wants to update <laughs> their CRM. Nobody wants to do it. They're terrible. I'm terrible at it. And I mean, even this morning I got a message just like, Hey, what's the deal with like all eight of these? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't remember. Like, let me go look at my my Google sheet that I have because that's where I'm keeping tabs on everything because it is social attribution that is not being tossed into it with granite. We're yeah. switching. We're going from a different CRM to uh, right now. So things are a little bit all over the place. So, yeah. uh, but if you have that field and you can put in there where something came from, that is so key, especially with booking links. Yeah. I love that the, you can admit it and own it. I mean, they, you know, that's kind of step one. Right. Amelia, I, I, I think, first of all, like, what you said also about having that in that gray area and having that role almost in the gray area is super interesting. I love that you're making, you're trying to make sales and marketing best friends. You know, that's what we're all about. As we come to the end, is there one actionable tip? You know, what's the one thing that you think people should go away and do to just try and improve that alignment? I would say your very next best step and I'm a big believer in one stair at a time, not the whole staircase. So like that next stair that you're going to accomplish something on and taking that step would be to go and talk to someone over on the other department, you know, and if you're in sales, go find someone within marketing and learn what they do and what they're doing and just say, Hey, can we chat? Like, I'm just, I'm trying to figure things out. If you don't know you, nobody knows what they don't know. Like I said earlier, like you've got to ask people questions in order to understand so I would encourage anyone, whether on sales, marketing, so marketing people, you know, go and ask a, a salesperson 
can I, can we talk about your messaging or like, what are you, what are you saying and figure out who's sending out what, what they're sending. If, Hey, how's your response? You know, how's the reply rate? Like how are, how are things going? And understand what each side does. That's the first, you know, first admitting that like salespeople suck at uh, being admins, right? So like all salespeople, first action thing, you all suck at being admins. We all do. We know it. Then the second thing is that go and talk to the other side, quote unquote, the other side, the dark side, if you will. Everybody's the dark side if you're not on that on on your side. So salespeople go talk to marketing. Marketing go talk to a salesperson and just understand. Just ask simple questions. Hey, can I learn what you guys are sending out? I just want to be like on the same page and do better. I love it. Talk to the other side. Go to the dark side. Go to the dark side of whatever it is. <laughs> I always say to a marketer, Rob Rob will hate this because Rob hates cold calling, but I say jump on it, just do a cold call or listen to yeah. yourself we'll do a cold call and then you do a cold call. And, right. Because I always say, you know, I mean it's not it's not the most pleasant thing. I mean I like it, but that's I'm just a weirdo, but most you know, <laughs> it's not the most pleasant thing, but it does get easier um the more you do it and the more you sort of realise that it's it you know, you separate yourself from from the outcome and what people are mm-hmm. you know, what people are actually saying to you. It's nothing personal. Um so we've come to right. the end, but tell our audience, uh, Amelia, where they can find you. For sure. So find me on LinkedIn. Absolutely. I am in a good bit of communities as well. And, but LinkedIn for sure. Um, and if you, you know, I'm always happy to help. I think helping is selling and selling is helping and that falls under marketing too, because it's driving, you know, it's driving some form of a response or communication, right? So, and people at the end of the day are what matters. So, um, you know, click on the streamline your content under my name. And there's a 30 minute, hey, let's kind of talk shop. Happy to do so with anyone. Um, whether you're trying to figure out how to bridge that that gap, that color in that gray area to whatever your favorite color is. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the whole TikTok thing. Um, so follow Charlotte for that one as I follow her <laughs> and figure out how in the world to do it. Um, and Instagram as well. But yeah, LinkedIn chat uh, with me. I would love to hear from you. Fantastic. And to all our listeners, thanks for listening again and leave us a review, give us a rating and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks so much, y'all.